FM 97.7. Stay connected. Stay informed. Good morning on this Tuesday, March 7th at 6.02. It's 38 degrees in downtown Seattle. Along with Brian Calvert, I'm Amanda Factor, and here's what's happening. Hospitals must hire enough nurses to meet safe staffing levels under a bill that has now passed the state Senate. Senator Mark Mullet, Issaquah Democrat, says that hospitals who fail to meet the target face state regulatory enforcement. There's a clear incentive for every hospital in the state after this bill passes do everything they can to try to staff up and hire workers. The bill comes in response to nurses who say hospitals are deliberately understaffing their wards to boost profits. The state house hears the bill next. Where will hospitals find the nurses they need to meet new minimum staffing requirements? Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake tells us new legislation aims to help. It's one thing to command hospitals to staff up. It's another to ensure they can find qualified nurses. Senate Bill 5538 makes it easier to rehire retired nurses by removing a penalty that would reduce their pension benefits. Sponsor Annette Cleveland, a Democratic State Senator from Vancouver, tells of a constituent, a retired nurse, who wanted to help relieve the nursing shortage. But was unable to consider returning to work um, due to the penalty that currently exists that would actually reduce her retirement for life. The bill that has now passed the State Senate allows retired nurses to work for a fixed number of hours without penalty. A second bill addressing the nurse shortage has also passed the Senate. It adds Washington to the multi-state nurse licensure compact, under which a single nursing license qualifies a nurse to work in any one of 37 states. It's expected to attract out-of-state nurses to Washington, where nurse pay is among the highest in the nation. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. Nurses in Washington may soon be eligible for a workers' comp if they're suffering from PTSD. Republican Senator Ann Rivers of La Center says the pandemic is only one thing nurses have had to deal with. Lest us not forget that there are many, many other things that are happening that mere mortals couldn't survive, and yet our nurses do. This bill is similar to one passed in 2018, which allows PTSD workers' comp coverage for police and firefighters. It has passed the Senate. It now moves to the House. It's 6.04. Time for your traffic here on Northwest News Radio. Let's get to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center in Kiera as we get the 6 o'clock hour underway. It appears our biggest problem spot may still be Everett, right? Yeah, it's where we are finding the most unexpected slowing right now. There was some overnight road work, and uh, just a little bit north of the Boeing Freeway, it does look like we still have at least one lane blocked. And so that's why you're sort of fighting your way through that stretch right now. Hopefully we can get that wrapped up here shortly. Westbound US 2 with some brake lights at the west end of the trestle. Northbound I-5 finding your typical delays to begin around 320th and Federal Way, and those are going to extend much of the way into SeaTac. We're going to be looking at off and on slowing on eastbound 5. 12 between the mall and pioneer northbound 167 is slow and go from 15th street southwest much of the way to 277th and then we'll work with more slowing between 212th and 405 and northbound 405 still getting backed up as you're approaching talbot and then we'll be back with some slowing from state route 169 to about northeast 30th our next northwest traffic app 614 our report this time is sponsored by beacon plumbing heating and electrical call beacon today and save 50 dollars on all electrical work come just call 1-800-FREAKIN and stop freaking call beacon 
Let's get to your forecast now, sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Here's Como Forest, Kristen Clark. Just can't shake the showers today, but we will see our fair share of sunshine as well. And that strong March sun sure feels warm on the face, despite daytime temperatures holding the 40s, which is slightly cooler than normal for early March standards. Now tonight, as low temperatures dip into the low 30s, could wake up to a few flurries in South Sound and icy spots on our area roads. Still can't rule out the chance of a passing shower even tomorrow, but it is Thursday into Friday that we track a slightly stronger storm that brings in more of a widespread rain by the end of the week on Friday. And the Como 4 Weather Center, meteorologist Kristen Clark. Right now in Bremerton, it is 34 degrees in Everett. Cloudy skies, 37. Puyallup showers in 38. Tacoma checking in with 37 this hour. And in downtown Seattle, it's 38 degrees. It's now 6.06. The pressure is mounting for the Bellevue School District to provide answers to a long list of financial questions directly from the district's board of directors. Como Force Denise Whitaker has more from Monday's meeting. What is the actual deficit? How much time do we have to deal with it. I need to know what the big picture is. How does that plan fit together? How will these decisions impact our ability to make the next level of decisions. The public had the chance to listen in on this meeting, as I did, and a few of them afterward told me they were shocked that the board members didn't already have all of that financial information, along with the criteria used to choose Wilburton, Eastgate, and Ardmore as the schools slated for closure. Some of the board members also asked the very question some parents have been repeatedly asking. We ask a demographer, a second demographer, have we gotten the answer to the uh, second demographer if not why not the answer to that question is expected to come out with all of the others by wednesday afternoon before the board's next meeting denise whitaker come on news a search is underway for a new superintendent for the lakewood school district aaron heights or eric eric heights reports scott peacock is leaving after four years on the job he informed the school board and staff in late january that he'll leave at the end of the current school year scott peacock told the everett herald he's not retiring but admits he's uncertain of his next professional move he joined the Lakewood School District on July 1st, 2019, after nearly 25 years with the Snohomish School District. The board is looking to hire a successor by the end of April. Eric Heinz, Northwest News Radio. A community is now in mourning after high schooler and Rainier native Jesse Uch was killed in a car crash. We get more from Como 4's Mo Heider. Uch was just 17 years old and a cheerleader at Rainier High School with a promising future. The Thurston County Sheriff's Office said she was in the passenger seat when an 18-year-old driver hit a curb lost control and crashed into another car. He was seriously hurt and is facing DUI charges. What we do know, uh, we feel like it would have been preventable and and that is very hard, something that should not have happened. Members of the community also coming together, holding hands and praying for Uch and her family. And close friends like Shelton will be with them every step of the way. Because I love them. They're family. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're my family too. In Rainier, Mohider, Como News. Would-be thieves leave a big mess behind this morning at the GameStop store in Tacoma near 72nd and Portland Avenue. Tacoma police say someone rammed a stolen Kia into the front door at about 2.30 this morning. Officers responded to the burglary alarm within four minutes, but the people in the car had already run off. This is at least the 10th crash and grab that we have seen since December all across western Washington and even talking to uh, others out here, we know that number is much higher but that was just from a quick search of the stories that we've been to over the last couple of months. Global Force Lee Stoll reports whoever was in that stolen car ran away before the police arrived. A not guilty plea from Marshawn Lynch's attorney on the former Seahawks running back 
Park's behalf yesterday. Lynch didn't appear in court in Las Vegas. He's accused of driving under the influence in August of last year. Officers say they found Lynch asleep behind the wheel with the door open at the time. Lynch claims he was not under the influence, but he did admit to stealing the car. It is 610 at Northwest News Radio. Let's get you back over to the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk with Tom Hutler. Well, Seahawks fans are going to get to hear a lot more of this for the next three years. Niners bring pressure. It's picked up. Smith has time. Watch Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Touchdown, Seattle. Dropped right in the bucket. Geno Smith touchdown passes like that one to DK Metcalf against San Francisco. There will be likely be plenty more of those after Smith and the team agreed to a three-year contract that could be worth up to $105 million, keeping Smith with the Seahawks after he earned Comeback Player of the Year uh, this year and, uh, of course, led the Seahawks to a playoff berth. The Kraken put their four-game winning streak on the line tonight, hosting Anaheim. Climate Pledge Arena, face-off set for 7 p.m. They've won four in a row. The Mariners with a day off from Cactus League play in the desert after dropping a 6-2 decision to the Cubs yesterday. And good news for Chambers Bay Golf Course. They'll be hosting a pair of national championships, the U.S. Junior Amateur in 2027 and the U.S. Amateur in 2033. That's all great, but of course, Chambers Bay is still hoping for another U.S. Open after they hosted the 2015 event, which drew criticism from several players for the bumpy fescue greens. The courses since then reseeded those greens with a different kind of grass in there, hoping the U.S. Open will come back. Sports at 10 to 40 past each hour. Tom Hutler, Northwest News Radio. Thanks, Tom. 611 on our Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here on Northwest News Radio. We'll check your traffic with Kiara in just a moment, but first, the battle for the city of Bakhmut appears to be reaching its climax in Ukraine. ABC's James Longman reports. With casualties soaring on both sides, Russia's attacks find the city on the brink. Putin's forces have blitzed it relentlessly, street by street, building by building, every inch a war zone. But this persistence is at a cost to Russia, with reports that Russian casualties are several times that of the Ukrainians. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of Russia's mercenary force here, complaining they're running low on troops and ammunition, now resorting to sending in untrained prisoners to fight, saying that the Russian military might be diverting resources elsewhere. Warning, if we retreat from Bakhmut, then the entire front will crumble. And overnight, reports some newly mobilized Russian reservists are being sent into combat in Ukraine with just their firearms and shovels. There's new alarming video posted by the Ukrainian government's Human Rights Commission. It shows the moment a Ukraine Ukrainian soldier, who's believed to be a prisoner of the Russians, is executed after saying, Slava Ukraini, glory to Ukraine. Now, there have been some rumours that Ukraine is perhaps preparing to with- retreat or withdraw from Bakhmut. President Zelensky spoke last night. He said those rumours are absolutely not true. And actually, that the Ukrainian strategy has been to divert Russia's attention to Bakhmut in order that they can better secure this entire region. So the town I'm in now, other towns across the Donbass, they've had months to prepare for a Russian onslaught, and they think that they've managed to do that. So even if Bakhmut falls in the next days or weeks or even months, uh, what the fight to to come will be much more difficult for Russia. ABC's James Longman. The Defense Department has hired a California company to develop a drone that can be used for air-to-air combat. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is funding the Longshot program to produce an unmanned vehicle that can be launched from a bomber and engage enemy aircraft on its own. Next step is to develop detailed designs for ground and wind tunnel tests. If those tests are successful, the government expects to produce a prototype of the drones next year. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin made an unannounced visit to Iraq today. One U.S. official said 
said the Pentagon chief's visit aims to show that the U.S. is committed to maintaining a military presence in Iraq nearly 20 years after leading the invasion that brought down Saddam Hussein. Austin was the last commanding general of U.S. forces in Iraq after the 2003 invasion. A man accused of a mass shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue has appeared in court for the first time in more than four years. Robert Bowers did so yesterday as the first phase of jury selection got underway. Prosecutors say Bowers killed 11 people in an attack on a synagogue in October of 2018. In-person questioning of prospective jurors is scheduled to start in April. It's 614. Let's take a look at your traffic. We do it every 10 minutes on the fours. We get over to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. Kiera, what do you have for us? Well, it looks to me like they finally wrapped up our overnight road work that had been taking place in Everett on northbound I-5, a bit north of the Boeing Freeway. It had been causing some pretty good slowing into the area, but now that all the cones are up, it looks like we're getting through there fairly easily. We are seeing some light slowing on southbound I-5 as you're approaching State Route 529, and then also brake lights from the Boeing Freeway to about 128th, and now little pockets of slowing out of Limwood and through Mount Lake Terrace. On northbound I-5, it is a heavier commute, beginning around 320 at the State Route 516. You'll hit the breaks around the SeaTac area, and then in Seattle, we're beginning to fill in more between Alboro and the West Seattle Bridge. Northbound 167 is busy from 15th Street Southwest, much of the way toward Willis Street, and then we're also packed in between 180th and 405, and we'll stick with heavy slowing on northbound 405, most of the way from 167 to Northeast 30th. Just a light slowdown at this point, southbound 405 around State Route 527 in Canyon Park. Our next Northwest Traffic app, 624. Our report this time is sponsored by Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Call Beacon today and save $50 on all electrical work. Come just call 1-800-FREAKIN and stop freaking. Call Beacon. Your forecast sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services does call for a chance of showers early on, then partly sunny skies later on today. Highs near 49 degrees, mostly cloudy skies tonight, low of 34. And tomorrow, a chance of showers by midday with highs on Wednesday near 50 degrees. Another chance of a rain-snow mix morning on Thursday. Thursday and then afternoon showers with a high near 50. In Bellingham this morning, cloudy skies in 35. A little bit foggy in the Olympia area and only 29 this morning. Here in Seattle, a few light showers passing through. It's 37. News Radio 1000 FM 97.7. Your information station with Manda Factor and Brian Calvert. Sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. Frank Lindsay at the editor's desk on this Tuesday morning. It's 616. Terrorism charges are being brought against almost two dozen people in Atlanta. The charges are in connection with that violent outbreak at the future site of the city's controversial new public safety training center. The FBI is looking into possible federal charges. An incident involving two aircraft clipping wings at Boston's Logan International Airport yesterday being looked into by the FAA. United Flight 515 headed to Newark and United Flight 267 bound for Denver were both canceled as a result. No one was hurt. The White House says Norfolk Southern needs to clean up the mess it's made after recent derailments. This is White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. We're going to have an investigation. We're going to see exactly uh, what occurred. But in the meantime, we have to hold them accountable to make sure uh, the community is uh, is made whole again. On the Northwest Newsline, ABC's Ike Ajachi. Ike, what else is the Biden administration saying about this? Well, they said that they're, that Norfolk Southern really has to take the brunt of this right now. And they said that this all lies at their foot, this entire environmental issue. And we have to take a look. Norfolk Southern has been responsible for four train derailments in under five months. And if we look at it nationally, there's about a thousand train derailments 
each year. This is a problem that the White House wants to tackle at the moment. But as that was going on, we saw that Norfolk Southern itself released what they're calling is a six-point plan they hope will enhance safety moving forward. What does that look like? What are the safety points they are bringing up? Well, part of the plan calls for about 200 new and enhanced hot bearing detectors to its network. They already have about 1,000 of these hot bearing detectors. They're going to add more of them. And essentially, there's sensors that can detect rapidly rising temperatures of wheel bearings. Now, the NTSB said that an overheated wheel bearing on one of the train wheels from East Palestine about five weeks ago was partially for the, the reasoning for that train to derail. These sensors can alert train crews as to when a possible derailing uh, while the train is in motion, uh, one of those bearings, uh, when they possibly get becoming a little too hot. And the plan also calls for acoustic bearing detectors. Those analyze vibrations inside the axle. And that could potentially identify problems that a visual inspection could miss. Ike, are you getting any indication that this plan will be enough to satisfy Congress? After all, we have several members who want to to pass some congressional rules. They want a hearing. They want to really look into safety rules. That's right. We see both Ohio senators, uh, Sherrod Brown, Democratic senator himself, Republican Senator J.D. Vance, introducing the Railway Safety Act of 2023. That legislation imposes far more and far stricter uh, rules for these companies. But we're also seeing some hesitancy throughout the halls of Congress. We know that members of House, some far-right conservative members, have said that these rules seem a little too overly restrictive. We know that they want as little government as possible. But nevertheless, all these uh, uh, stressors from both Congress and obviously the local community there, uh, it's going to be a lot to weigh on Norfolk Southern, and it'll be imperative for them to uh, put in these changes, put in these uh, effects that they say will increase safety uh, as quickly as possible. Ike, thank you for the update. ABC's Ike Ajachi. Texans could have the chance to vote on whether or not the state should leave the United States. A Republican state representative has filed a bill known as the Texit Referendum Act, which would put the issue before voters in November of this year. The same bill was filed back in 2021, but never got a hearing or a vote. It's 620. It's time to get to your StockCharts.com money updates. The man tasked with bringing down inflation is in the hot seat this week. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell will face questions on Capitol Hill about whether the continued rise in interest rates is working to bring inflation down. Recent data shows a mixed bag of results. With more hikes, it will be costlier for Americans. Americans to buy a home, a car, and most credit card balances will increase. I'm Lisa Taylor. Microsoft has laid off another 689 workers from its Seattle area offices. A company spokesperson confirmed the cuts to the Times. That brings the total local layoffs so far to 2,200 or 22% of the 10,000 global cuts CEO Satya Nadala announced in January. Microsoft's not saying how many of the 10,000 cuts will be made here in our area. The FDA has issued a warning about children accidentally ingesting products with THC, with many made in, uh, in packaging that looks like brand named candies and cereals. More from ABC's Lionel Moise. A recent study links the dramatic increase in cases of kids accidentally ingesting cannabis to the legalization of marijuana. Researchers have seen a nearly 1,400% increase with about 200 cases reported in 2017 compared to more than 3,000 cases in 2021. Most of those children, two to three years old, prompting calls for parents to not only talk to their kids about the dangers, but to ensure products with cannabis stay out of reach.
It's actually already against the law to sell edibles in bright colors or packaging that may attract kids' attention here in Washington. Right before the opening bell, Dow futures are down 18 points at 33,433. The S&P futures are off just a fraction, and NASDAQ futures are actually up 10 points. It's 621. We'll get back to Kiera for traffic and weather next.